Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener on our private feed where you'll have ad-free episodes and join us in Zoom meetups to meet other listeners of our podcast community. Go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes. I'm going to tell you how to fix this, and then the next time you're going to go and fix it yourself. And I want to hear from you tomorrow that this is done. And they like that. They like someone besides their parents kind of kicking them in the butt a little bit, but also knowing that it's it's love. It's a little bit of tough love. The Women in Tech podcast is an independent production funded by you, the community. To support Women in Tech, if you believe in the vision as much as we do, please consider going to patreon.com slash women in tech. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash women in tech to make a small contribution to keep this podcast going. Thank you. My name is Esprit Devora, host of the Women in Tech show. The show means a lot to me. The reason why I wanted to create the Women in Tech show is I wanted to create a positive piece of content, something where people can listen and say, if she can do it, so can I. I call it actionable empowerment. Every single episode, you'll hear the story of a fantastic woman in tech, from engineers to founders to investors to journalists to designers, all sorts of different females in tech who have thrived. I want to share their stories with you so that you can know what resources, mentors, and life situations they accessed in order to get to where they are today. Enjoy. Hi, everyone. My name is Brian Nickerson. Welcome to Women in Tech. I'm very excited for our guest today, Jody Redman of Arias Prep. Jody, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a nice Friday afternoon here in our sound studios in Santa Monica. It's gorgeous. Yeah, perfect, uh, perfect day. One of those days you go, I'm glad I work in L.A. Totally. Exactly <laughs> what I was thinking on the way here. <laughs> so Jody, um, give for our audience, uh, give a sense, uh, Arias Prep, what do you do and uh, the impact you're making and how'd you start it? Okay. Well, thanks for asking. Um, we do a lot of things. Um, mostly we work uh, very closely. We're a small, small group, um, kind of like a boutique firm. And we work closely with high school students and their families, sometimes also college students, in obtaining admission to universities. Um, But what we've also been doing over the years um, is taking more of a holistic approach, Mm. which involves exposing kids to opportunities, particularly in the workforce um, and through volunteerism and through fellowships that they might not know about or be able to obtain otherwise due to their ages. So we're really into... Um, early exposure. And um, I don't know if you want to know how that came about. Yeah, of course. What I was noticing is that all of these kids could like, you know, yeah, you know, you have a, you have a perfect SAT uh, math 800 um, and you ace your AP test and, you know, you're a superstar sportsman at school. And then when we talk about, well, what is it that you're passionate? What do you think you want to do? And the kid usually draws a blank. Mm. And even if they have an idea, it's often like, well, I'm good at math, so I want to do finance. And so I would say, well, okay, well, what do you want to do? Do you want to do venture capital? What's venture capital? Do you want to work for Goldman Sachs? What do they do? Mm -hmm. 
Um, do you, I'm interested in marketing. Okay. What kind of company would you like to work for? And what is involved in marketing? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I want to do something in entertainment. And I say, okay, do you want to work in casting? Do you want to be a manager? Do you want to work for an agency? Do you want to, uh, be a sales rep? Do you want to work in distribution? And what we were learning is that these kids just had no idea. And so there's no exposure to this in the schools. Mm -hmm. And so it seems like there was, there was a big gap missing in terms of education. Like, why don't these kids know what we do out in the real world, given that they're headed our way and they're headed our way quickly. Yeah. Um, And so what we started doing is I would call CEO friends of mine or, you know, friends with, you know, positions at companies that would, that were able to sort of like go around the usual application process. And I'd say, Hey, I've got this great kid. He's a top kid at Harvard Westlake or at, you know, one of these other schools or at Beverly High and he or she wants to do this. Can he or she sort of, instead of an internship, come and shadow you for a week this summer Mm. or two weeks this summer? Or can they do some sort of smaller internship? And what ended up happening is that we got great results and these CEOs and other people in higher positions would call me and they would say, you know what? It's so funny because we also have college interns and we also have interns out of college and your kids are really killing it. Mm-hmm. And what I was learning was that these kids would come back to me who I'm very close with. We stay connected through many, many years. Um, I think over the past 13 years, I've only had maybe two kids who are now mm-hmm. out of contact with me. Most of them have gone, have gone through graduate school or and are in, have, we've worked with them through the graduate, getting into graduate school and they're in the workforce now. But it was those some of those early experiences that were huge for them. Um, and what's also very interesting about it is that there's no such thing as a bad experience because a negative experience is a great learning experience. Right. So I'll often have a kid do something with someone. Um, I had a kid last year do, you know, something in marketing and came back and said, you know what? I really learned that that's not my space. And I said, but this is such wonderful news. This is a huge win for us because we know you've had the exposure and now we can move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of a little bit about about what we're doing. Um, so I'm really looking for um, companies, particularly startups, um, to continue to make contact with us mm-hmm. and let us know when they're interested in, you know, having kids come on. They have to keep in mind that they're high schoolers yeah. and it has to be developmentally appropriate. Um, you know, and I can't make any promises in terms of behavior because high schoolers are high schoolers, <laughs> but they generally do a great thing. And, um, I, I just think it's good work. I think it's very important. Yeah, absolutely. So how, um, why, what was your inspiration to get into this line of help, um, <laughs> for kids? <laughs> it's kind of a funny story yeah. because, um, I was, I'd worked with kids in lots of different capacities for a long time. I was uh, with National Dance Institute in New York, working in the inner city schools with kids on arts education. I did the same thing with California Dance Institute here, um, kind of co-directing performance and their in-school program. And then I went back to graduate school um, to study education at Harvard. And um, there was a big bill that was, I mean, you know, um, in front of me to pay. Um, and so I just kind of on the side started helping kids with college admission, just a couple here and there. Um, and I wasn't really charging them, but, um, also had a background writing in writing, background in writing, um, and sort of took them through a creative process and we ended up having great results. And from there I was recruited by a firm in South Korea 
and went to work there uh, doing the same admission in stuff South for a little Korea. while. In South Korea, in Seoul wow. for a little while. And then <laughs> came back and I kind of tried to quit doing mm-hmm. that work um, because I was working on a lot of my film stuff part time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had a following and uh-huh. they kept coming. And it was weird because I didn't have a website. I didn't have anything. It was not <laughs> meant to. This was like the most strangely organic experience of my life. But what I did know is that I was good at it. Uh-huh. And I knew that it fueled my soul in a way that nothing had in a long time. Seeing these kids take that mm. next step, seeing yeah. them through all the way. I mean, I run my company a little unusually in that I'm available 24-7 via text and phone for, for a lot of wow. them, for the kids and parents. <laughs> but what I've learned is that like with teenagers, every problem feels very big. And I remember how that felt. Mm-hmm. It's still it's still inside of me. I can still feel it. Mm-hmm. And helping them through those like minor battles is a really big deal for uh-huh. me. I think it's a very special time in life. They're on the cusp of adulthood, but yeah. they're not quite there yet. They're definitely there, not there in terms of their brains developmentally, but a lot is expected of them, more than really should be expected of them. And college admissions has become a really, really tough game. So whatever I can do to help them, uh, personally, educationally, emotionally, I'm going to continue to do that. Yeah. And so that's how it started. And from there we grew. I finally put a website together. Uh, we don't work <laughs> on it very much, but um, we've never really advertised. Uh, I have a following and we keep a wait list. I'd love to be able to take everybody. We are going to do some courses, um, some workshops this summer so that we can um, help more kids. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's all very much individualized so that we can really, really be there for them. So, so it sounds like basically you did you like you did such a good job with your first few clients that it's like you can't. <laughs> it's like they're coming to you. You can't leave. They're coming Not to that us. You would want to leave, but like like it's like you like you, the service you provide is so good that. Yeah, I I think it is. I mean, I've we've had some ups and downs. We don't always. Not every season is a win. Mm-hmm. You know, you have students every season that get into places that we think they never will, and then you have somebody that you think is golden and is fine. And, you know, Mm. things don't happen as, I mean, the admissions process is very, very, very complicated. Yeah. So, um, and then we've, we've, we've asked a couple of clients to leave over the years, not Uh many. Um, we, we interview everyone, we interview Uh the parents and the children. Um, and so they have to really want it. I can't remember what your question was. Sorry. No, Um, good. So how about in terms of what time? Uh, like, like when would you get involved? Um, is it like junior year, sophomore year, um, earlier than that? Um, a lot of freshman parents are calling now because uh-huh. I think that they know that they want a place with uh-huh. us. And if they start with us in ninth, wow. we're going to take, we're going to already be on with their kids. As long right. as we don't have, um, I take a limited number of students from each school and I don't tell people usually how many, but it's usually no more than two per high school. And those two kids have to be very, very different because right. I will not. If I wanted to make money, I would take them all, but I can't, they're already competing against one another. So I need people who are pretty different in order to help them find their voices and stand out. Yeah. I don't want to pit two similar kids against one another. Um, Some of us come, some of them come to us later though. Uh And it's harder because I haven't helped them. We haven't helped them put their coursework together and we haven't done Mm. their test prep with them. So it really depends on what kind of position they're in. But I mean, I get letters from kids all the time or they'll send me an email and I'm such a sucker Like they know that, I mean, I'm a, like, it's so funny. One of my kids yesterday told me, he was like, you're like the college whisperer or something. (laughs) Um, But I love people that age so much. 
um, because I had so much sort of like angst and stress at that age um, that they'll write me like an email and I'll take them or they'll, they'll, you know, they're, they're coercive or they'll, you know, they'll do a little begging. I had one actually two years ago um, and we told the parents there was no space and he lived in Santa Monica. I live in Santa Monica too. And he showed up with his skateboard on my doorstep which was funny. He figured wow. out where I lived on the internet and he came and he said, I need five minutes. And anytime anybody says I need, because I've done that to get a job before. Uh-huh. And he said, I need five minutes. And I knew when he said, I need five minutes that I was going to take him. Like I looked into <laughs> his eyes and he, he looked at me and he said, I, I'll do whatever it takes. I'm on board with you. You tell me what you need. Tell me what I have to do to get through this. And what do I need to do for you to understand that I'm, that I'm in this for the long yeah. haul. And I took him wow. immediately. He's now at University of Michigan in the College of Engineering. He's doing great. Wow. So, Amazing. Um, yeah. <laughs> so did you have, um, you said you, like part of this calling is from what you experienced when you were that age. Did you have people who really stepped up and helped you at that time? Or are there formative experiences there that you're kind of passing on now? No, I mean, I think part of it is that I didn't so much. Uh, Um, I was a ballet dancer and I went to an art school and we were touring for part of the year. And there was a lot of confusion for me because I didn't think much about academics. I knew how important it was, but I was so focused on the dance. Um, And I think I just, you know, there were a couple teachers I would talk to about these things, but no one really to guide me necessarily, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, because I was busy dancing and that was sort of a profession in and of itself at the time for an early person, for a young person, I wasn't exposed to these other Mm. things in the world. So it comes from me going into college and coming out of college and all of that and not even understanding what was going on in the workforce and in the workplace and what was possible. Um, and I kept seeing that over and over with people. So it really comes from that. And it also just comes from like, I know what's going on with teenagers developmentally and there's a lot of hormones swimming around and everything feels, can feel icky and confusing. And, um, you know, you, your parents are really there trying to help, but you often think that they're your enemies and, Mm -hmm. you know, same with teachers. There's this sort of, um, teachers and schools and counselors at schools are sort of gatekeepers. And what happens is that my staff and I come in and we're, we're authority figures, but we're, we're really their friends Uh and they know that we care about them and we're going to do everything, but we're also going to call them on their SHIT (laughs) and they like that. And I'm going to say that was stupid here. What else could we have done? And here's what I want. Here's how I want you to go and fix this. I'm going to tell you how to fix this. And then the next time you're going to go and fix it yourself. And I want to hear from you tomorrow that this is done. Yeah. And they wow. like that. They like wow. someone besides their parents, I think, <laughs> kind of kicking them in the butt a little bit, but also knowing that it's it's love. It's a little yeah. bit of tough love. Um, and the people who work for me are not as tough. They're 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 <laughs> very, very supportive of the kids. And I am too, but I mean I have to sort of, you know, hold them accountable to an extent. They're teenagers, right. they're gonna do what they're gonna do. And I do tell them that I'm like, you're gonna mess up. Because yeah. you're supposed to. And yeah. when the parents complain and say, oh my gosh, my child's so immature, I say, congratulations, because he is right on track, developmentally <laughs> speaking. Right. So, anyway, so that's kind of where it comes from. Like, I really just yeah. feel this deep need to be there for them um, and to get them through this part of life. It's just a really, like, crazy, confusing, stressful, you know, icky time, those <laughs> teenager years. Sometimes. Yeah. No, that's, uh, I think a lot of, a lot of teenagers need, need that help. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and you've done some really interesting things in the movie space as well. Tell <laughs> us about that. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure of exactly what you want to know. I, um, because my main work has always been Arius Prep and I'll never leave that. Yeah. And I just want to make sure that people who are listening are aware that that's been my focus and will yeah. remain my focus. But I also sometimes produce independent films. Um, I produced a film that came out in 2015 called The Witch and it won Best Director at Sundance. And then we won a couple of independent spirit awards. One was for Best uh, First Feature Film and uh, it had uh, a wide release and it did very well. And I think it has kind of a cultish following. <laughs> um, I'm not entirely sure. And, um, and so, yeah, I'm really proud of that. Um, and I do have a film in development right now, but I'm not somebody who's trying to be a producer with a full slate of films. That's never going to be me. I do only what I'm passionate about, which means a little bit at a time. So I'm never going to like, you know, make a lot of money making films, but I'm going to do things that I love. Yeah. So that's beautiful. Um, And on top of that, you're a mom yourself. I am. <laughs> so I'm you have a, like plenty of time for all of these entrepreneurial activities. Yeah, you do. <laughs> I'm a How do you balance single that? mom. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. It's a little chaotic and it's hard. I think that a big part of it for me over the past year has been self-care. And you and I have mm, talked a lot about that, yeah. actually. And making sure that when I drop her off at the morning that I go and do yoga or meditation after that, um, that I take some time for myself. For a lot of years when I was building this, I did not take time for myself and it ended up really kind of kicking me in the butt. Um, So I have to make sure that in order to be a good parent, I'm taking care of myself too. Um, You know, and it's, it's tough. I just make sure that I don't go out on too many dates Um, so that I have time for my daughter. She always comes Mm -hmm. first. Um, and that I just like try myself, you know, to live a balanced life, but I'm not sure that I'm one of those people that totally believes in balance. I always know Mm -hmm. that when I'm giving something to one thing, I'm it's it's some energy is being taken from another thing Mm -hmm. usually. Mm -hmm. So I guess what I try to do is be present in what I'm doing. That's what Uh I'm working on right now. So when I'm giving my daughter breakfast, Um, and parents and kids are texting me, I put the phone in the other room and I'm watching her, um, eat, you know, the homemade meal that I've made and talking to her about her day and things like that. And we can all be better about it. And I can certainly, I I have a lot of work to do around that, but it's, it's a work in progress. And if somebody, um, you know, if there's a startup that has sort of a magic bullet for that, I'm, I'm here, I'm, I'm ready to, you know, to take it all in and do it. Um, but it's also been important for me to be able to take care of my daughter, mm-hmm. you know, uh, financially and otherwise. And I think that ultimately having somebody who's, you know, working and doing things, um, out in the world is going to be important yeah. and encouraging for her. And she also, I'm an unusual business in that my clients know her very well. So it doesn't start at the beginning, but she ends up showing. So there are <laughs> days when, you know, because during application season, it's evenings, kids get out of school yeah. in the evening. So I'm over there at these people's houses all the time and they really become like family. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of them know my child quite well. And I think she's well aware at this point, even as a five-year-old of what it is I'm doing. Yeah. That's so. a, 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 the, the role model and the example that you said is so important too, right? I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> I mean, it's all, I think we all just, 
do the best we can every day. I mean, yeah. there are days when I have a really hard time um, and when yeah. she begs me not to go to work yeah. or I need to scoop her along and bring her with me. Um, and, um, you know, and those days are, are really hard. And I just try to, you know, be thankful for the things that I do have and the time that I do have for her and the ability to put a roof over our heads. Right. So, yeah, that's, yeah. Um, are there, are there specific companies that you feel like, um, do a good job of, um, supporting students, uh, in this kind of shadowing program or are there ones that you wish did? Uh, yeah. There any are like highlights. <laughs> yes. Well, um, we're after you, as you know, <laughs> I want everybody to know that, um, that I've been, I've been after Brian and have some kids doing some very deep research on <laughs> Um, his oh company and what he does. So um, Magic Link's huge deal, um, <laughs> especially just given, you know, sort of the YouTube and social component of it. That's, yeah. you know, the kids are really, um, I have a feeling going to excel in companies like that. Yeah. Um, and I hope then, so. <laughs> you know, I mean, I think we have some of the most innovative startups in the world here. Yeah. Um, I know not everyone agrees. Are we still number three or are we? I think, um, I mean, we're definitely a distant to Silicon Valley. Yeah. Um, and I think people say maybe New York is a little right. bigger. Yeah. But so I, I just three. feel like yeah. I, I like the vibe here. There's a vibrancy and an energy and a, yeah. It is. And it is very, very different. Yeah. Um, You know, I like, okay, so I'll give you one more sort of well-known like Headspace, for instance, yep. which are we still calling them a startup? I don't know. Um, <laughs> You know. And I like it because it promotes m mindfulness, which yeah. I think is so important. And I just talked about that. So that's just a personal favorite. And I think it would be important for kids too. I have a lot yeah. of kids who are into mindfulness, who do it every day, who use that uh, app. Wow. And I would love for him to give me a call and say, hey, send some of your kids over. They're in Santa Monica. I think he's still in Santa Monica. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that- Great company. I use Headspace every day too. So I do too. Yeah. And I think that it's also like a pretty straightforward business model. Yeah. So young people can understand it and get in there. Mm. Um, you know, I like companies in general that I like a lot of companies, but I, I like companies that provide some sort of social benefit. And that's yeah. a huge benefit. Um, which brings me to Tina Hay, who you also yeah, know. Tina's um, And Napkin Finance. Napkin Finance, yes. So... I haven't hit her up yet, but I think it's cool to have things like a checklist for starting your own business, not for just like adults, but um, it's just cool to see a company at the intersection of tech and education and finance all yeah. at once. Um, and I think that a lot of us, especially young people, um, need new ways to learn about money yeah. badly. And it's simple. It's visual. It's fun. Yeah. I've never seen that before. And again, social benefit. Yeah. Um, I really believe I would that say so just uh, on, on, are you still on napkin finance? Because yeah. one, one thing I kind of see um, with that, that ties in really to a lot of your work and mm -hmm. your mission is um, there, there are a lot of things that our educational system does really well. And then there's also a lot of massive gaps, yeah. right? And so some of, um, as the we started off with you, yeah. And we, and, and we started off, you were talking about, you know, these kids that are like, excelling in all these different areas of their life. And then, but like, what does that mean? What does that translate into, into exactly. a career or what you do or a job or a profession or yep. something, or even a path to get to where you want to go. And, and like the educational system isn't necessarily doing a good job of saying, 
helping kids envision where they ought, where they want to be and then the path they should take to get there. Exactly. Um, versus like, hey, class starts at 10 a.m., you know, English class, make sure you're there and do the assignment and then turn it in. Correct. Correct. Um, yeah. And in case anybody doesn't know about napkin finance, she has a FAFSA napkin yeah. um, to help students understand financial aid. And I believe it was up on uh, the White House yeah. website for a while with Michelle Obama. Yeah. And I've talked to all of my kids about that. Yeah. Um, because it's like, I don't, I don't, I have somebody that we refer out for financial aid, but um, because it's such a different space. But it's, um, it's, there's, it's lacking. Yeah. The, the financial aid is there, but kids don't understand how it works and parents yeah. don't understand how it works. So. Yeah. And that's, and napkin finance and Tina are doing a great job, you know, um, helping educate kids in that space, which is just really cool. So, uh, yeah. love that mention. Um, yeah. I have some others yeah. just that I'm a personal fan of. Um, I like the idea of inspire, which helps people. Um, adopt smart energy technologies just because that's important. Um, you know, brain jolt is kind of fun. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> you know, uh, I I hesitate to say it, but goat because sneakers mm. are fun. <laughs> and a lot of my kids love sneakers, so I've gotten yeah. into it yeah. a lot. Um, what uh, was your kids? I got a new pair of sneakers recently. Would they like, is this they, cool or that's, no? That's rad. Like, all right. You're on it. Okay, yeah, I have good. those too, by the way. Really? I wear them to their houses. <laughs> I mean, you gotta, you gotta get down with them. You totally. can't, you know, they, none of them think I'm an adult or they might know sort of, but you yeah. know, I'm in between, I'm really like living in between these, <laughs> these two real worlds. Um, um, task us, mm. which I haven't tried. Um, but I have friends, um, who've tried their solutions for like back office support, uh -huh. um, which is a problem for me. Um, and then, um, within, I think it's called within the immersive story, storytelling. Okay. Um, magic links, obviously. <laughs> um, and then, um, I think it's called Ernie, E-A-R-N-Y, um, is kind of fun too. There's a social benefit there. Um, and I like one that's called attention, A-T-T-N colon. Oh you know yeah. That one. I've heard of them. Do you uh, know, what do they do? They're telling stories in engaging and relevant ways. They're telling yeah. really cool sort of important stories in ways, you know, that, that are, I don't know, digestible and fun. Yeah. Um, and so those are some of my favorites, but I'm not, you know, again, I'm not, you know, I try to keep up, but I'm busy doing my own thing in the education yeah. space and meeting with deans of universities and principals of high schools and parents and doing things like that. So, you know, I'm not completely on top of, you know, the, <laughs> the, the startup world and what's out there. I know there's a ton um, but I'm very much open to hearing from people and learning more. And kids, my kids are introducing me to stuff all yeah, the time. Absolutely. So. Well, one of, one of the reasons I thought it would be so interesting to have you on the show is because, right, as, as an entrepreneur and as startups, not just us, right, but uh, I think most companies, um, finding good talent is hard to do. Mm -hmm. um, and it's and it's a core part of, of any company's success. Um, and then also, um, you know, a lot of times startups, we have to be very cost conscious. So a lot of times we're not necessarily looking for, you know, a VP who's been at a, at a very high level for many years and comes with a really high salary. Some startups and at some point of a company's evolution, you get there. Um, but a lot of times internships can actually be the lifeblood of getting a company going and, um, you know, kind of that energy. Um, for us, we're in a, we're in a um, you know, we're in social media. So um, we use it. We learn from interns that we've had <laughs> right. in the past um, where they're using, you know, 
apps that we've never heard of or the way that we're use, they're using it is actually very different than um, someone of an older generation might use it. And so um, we find that, or I found that in historically to be a really valuable place. And then to know that there are you know, folks like yourself and companies like yourself that have these long-term relationships with students um, and can really help, you know, find, help companies, help solve two things at once, right? Help really, it's kind of matchmaking. Definitely, um, definitely. Yeah, and, and help help solve that. Yeah, and it's interesting that it's moved in that direction because it was never the intention. I just, yeah. I love, um, you and I have talked a lot about this like on our own, but I love just like seeing how things evolve um, and just not really, just always being open to understanding who you are becoming and not yeah. just who you set out to yes. be. Yes. And so I almost think that, I mean, of course, college application consulting is important. It's, you know, there's, there's a need for it, but I really feel like this other side that we've gotten into is cause anybody can, anybody who learns it can do and does it for long enough can do the college app consulting stuff. Um, particularly uh, if you have people on board who have the creative expertise to help teach them to, to write and find their voices. But I think, um, you know, giving them these other experiences is not something um, that we had set out to do, but has become sort of more important yeah. on our journey. And it's something, you know, special that we can can provide to them. And I yeah. really, really like that. But I think, yeah, from a from in terms of cost, it is something that's really important to think about, keeping in mind that it's a young person. Right. But um, and so, you know, they're limited as to what they can do sometimes, but sometimes they're not. Yeah. I mean, I had a kid a few years ago who said, oh, I really was coming out of UCLA interested in doing what we were doing. And I said, I can't pay you a salary right now. Um, and she said, I'll sleep on my parents' couch and I'll work for free for you for three and a half months. And then you tell me what you want me to do. And then, and then, and then we'll see from there. And I was like, okay, go for it. Huh. And I don't want to take it. I was very, very good to her. I yeah. gave her a lot of benefits and other things like that. Um, and she had another source of income. Uh, but she ended up coming on with us full term. Wow. So, and it was, it was one of the best things that actually ever happened for me because yeah. she knew that I needed her more than I knew that I needed yeah. her. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a really great thing. So. And that's inspirational as a leader to see that drive in someone, right? Yeah. Uh, as no, <laughs> it, it really is. And I think you also have to be willing to make mistakes too. Yeah. I mean, I've brought people on, you know, to, to, you know, as, as interns or as, as shadows who just don't sort of like yeah. pick up the ball and roll with it. And sometimes as a, as a leader, if you're, you know, directing your own company, you, you kind of need somebody to do that. Yeah. Um, but even, I think there, there's still value in having them just listen to a conversation sometimes yeah. or ha having them listen to a conference call yeah. or taking notes or doing something like that. Um, sort of seeing how things are run. Yeah. So we had, uh, there was a earlier guest who said there should be a test on the first day where you, um, go change the, the copy in the printer. Or go change the printer ink. <laughs> yeah, like I that. mean, that's an interesting comment, though, because, I mean, I think you always have to be willing to do that. I'm the one in my this company is, this that is does that. This is for hires. For hires. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. I'm necessarily the, interns. I don't yeah. really have my people do that. I, I do that stuff. Yeah. Um, because I think you always, you have to keep yourself humble. Yeah. Um, the other thing is that I want the kids to be willing to do that, but I spent a lot of years, even after college and grad school, making copies and doing things like that and getting coffee. And when I worked for Jacques D'Amboise in New York, he's a former dancer with New York City Ballet and started National Dance Institute. That was not the case. Yeah. I was with him all the time doing exactly what he was doing, assisting yeah. him. And some of it was dirty work and some of it wasn't, but a lot of it was very creative work. Yep. And so there was a mix. And I believe in 
yes, I think it's important that they can change, you know, whatever the cartridge in the copy machine. But I also think it's important to give them more than that. Oh yeah. I don't want their experience to be just that. And I think that that's a problem. Sometimes I get that companies need that, but I think that you also have to be willing to look at what they're getting yeah. from it, not just what you're getting from the relationship. Yeah, completely. I yeah. was, I, I didn't give enough context to that. It, that was for, um, full-time hires and she said basically to have someone that, that you need to also be able to roll up your sleeves and get dirty absolutely right? within that context. So, yeah. yeah. No, uh, absolutely. Completely. You have to be, I think you have to always be willing to do <laughs> yeah. everything. I can't imagine any other way. And that's also like what indie film producers do. Right. Like there isn't yes. just one thing that you do. You've got to be willing to like, kind of like sling the SHIT. Like you have to do, <laughs> I mean, you just have to get down on the ground and, yeah. and do, you know, whatever it takes, you know, even if it means begging. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I fully agree with you. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, well, Jody, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time on the show. Thank you so and, much for uh, having me. Yeah, this has been great. So um, with that, I'll wrap things up. Uh, we've been speaking with Jody Redmond, uh, founder of Arius Prep on Women in Tech, another inspirational leader here in the LA ecosystem. And uh, Jody, thanks for everything you do. Thanks so much for having me. Bye. Bye-bye. Women in Tech is an independently funded project funded by you, the community. So the way that you could support us is by going to patreon.com slash women in tech and making a small contribution. Every little bit counts. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash women in tech. Thank you so much for believing in our vision. Thank you for being a listener of the Women in Tech podcast. To support the podcast and cheer us on, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener, go to womenintech.love, linked in the show notes.